right, here we go. Everybody say love. Why do we why do we do what we do? You know, we the motivation is a bigger deal, I, I think, to God than it is to a lot of people. Because we don't always know the motive. Sometimes we can see. I mean, we know our children. And we know when our children come up and get in our lap and say, Oh, Daddy, you're the best, Daddy. And you're thinking, okay, what do you want? Children, they, they learn how to butter you up and people do the same. And so pretty soon if we're not careful, we, we question everybody's motives. But you know, we need to be to the point to where everything we do is out of love. It's not selfish. It's not self-gratifying. It's not for selfish reasons. The, the reason that we do the things we do is because of love. That is why we look at God Himself. What was the motive behind Him sending His Son? For God so loved. That's the basis, the beginning. It's God, and we want to follow that example, and we want to begin to, to promote, to live, and, and show a side of God to the world. We are the church, and it is our responsibility to show the world Jesus. And He said, by this. Everybody say this. By this, they'll know that you're my disciples. By your church attendance. By how much money you give. By your talents and ability. By, by, by how you, you uh, act and react and how you worship and how you... The car you drive. How successful you are. He said, by this, they'll know that you're my disciples, that you have love one for another. What we're lacking in America right now, the reason America is in the shape it's in, the reason there's so much fighting and violence and killing is not a gun problem. It's not a political problem. It is a heart problem. And it is a nation that needs to experience the love of Jesus. Because when you love your brother, you're not going to steal, kill, and destroy him. And as the church, we've got to rise up and we've got to begin to show the world Jesus loves them instead of just saying Jesus loves them. They don't care what you say. They care what you do. They see your actions way before they hear your words. And Jesus demonstrated His obedience to the Father. The Father sent Jesus out of love and Jesus came and he lived his perfect life and as Amy said the chosen it just brings it to life and man I'm telling you there's not one episode that I've watched that didn't bring tears to my eyes to watch Jesus do those miracles and open blind eyes and heal broken hearts and heal the lame and raise he did it because he loved people 
had compassion and he couldn't stand he felt their pain and he felt their grief and he could do something about it and he did and you know what you and I can do something about it and we need to do it when we love God and we're motivated by love to serve others people see God they see Jesus they see the church. They see the Bible come to life. We have, there's so many churches and Christians that we've been given a bad name because of people who are motivated by greed. People that are motivated uh, by all kind of earthly gain and by all kind of selfish motives. But I'm telling the church has got to get back to loving unconditionally and showing the world Jesus. As we look at this morning, we're going to look at some scriptures and I want to show you, this this morning is just a foundation for the month. We're going to talk about uh, your, your spouse and your kids, and we're going to talk about a lot of things. But today, we're just laying a foundation of love. What is love? Why do we need to have love? How do we need to act? And if we'll get this, we won't even need the other, because it'll naturally come. You see, God's motivation is always love. You never have to wonder, why does God want to do that? Why would God do that? Simply because He loves you. He loves you. And He loves you unconditionally. Now, we, we know the, 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 the famous scripture, John 3.16. Can you say it with me? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life you see the motivation because God created you and I just as I said about little Ricardo God created him in his image he created him for relationship and fellowship there in the garden he put Adam and Eve and he had fellowship with them but sin came in and sin separates from God that separation broke God's heart. And the only way, the Bible says, without the, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. So he set up a pattern and uh, they would begin to sacrifice animals. And uh, that sacrifice worked for a while, but it was not eternal. It was all a picture of Jesus. And Jesus came, the Lamb of God, John said, that takes away the sins of the world. And he died on the cross and he shed his blood and he forgave our sins. And he brought relationship back between God and man. So that, we could have everlasting life with Jesus, with the Father, forever in heaven. God wants you to spend eternity with Him. He loves you that much. Some of you can't even hardly spend a weekend with your family. Go through the holidays and they spend a day or two. You're ready for them to go home. How long do people want to be around you? But God loved you so much, He said, I want to go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also forever. That's how much He loves you. So, what I desire, what I want you to come in this year as we make our declarations. See, we, we, we're making our decrees. Let, let's, just, let's just make them. Let, let's, can, can we put up our decrees real quick? 
Let's just run through them. I decree that in 2023, I will know Jesus better. My desire this year, point number one, we have to understand and come to know the love of God. If anything this year, I want you to come to know Jesus better, but I don't want, you say, what do I want to know about him? I want you to know that he loves you. He loves you unconditionally. He loves you the way you are. And he loves you too much to leave you that way. He's going to make you better. I decree that in 2023, I will be in better health. Now, we learned last week, if you were not here, uh, please go back and watch last week. We learned to be in health. We're talking about our spiritual health, our financial health, our mental health, our marital health. We want to be healthy and whole in all arenas. Number three, I decree that in 2023... I will be fi prosper financially. We're going to skip that one till March. I still want to prosper in February. And I decree you're going to prosper too. But for February, number four, I decree that in 2023, I will build healthy relationships with family and friends. I decree that this year I'm going to love my friends and family the way Jesus loved me. I'm not going to love them for selfish reasons. I'm not going to love people just to see what I can get from them. But I want to love them because they're in my life. I want to love them not because they're perfect. I want to love them because they love me and I'm imperfect. I want love in demonstration. I want to love in action. You see, love is an action word. Love is an action word. It's doing. It's moving. It's progressing. It's growing. Love is action. It involves sacrifice. For God so loved, what did he do? He gave. Sometimes the reason we don't love, we say, well, I, I loved. I put my heart out there and I, I got broken. Sometimes we love and we don't get loved back. It's because that we loved, we were motivated by what we could receive. But if we love expecting nothing in return, when you get nothing in return, you're not disappointed. Because you love the way Jesus loved. 1 John chapter 3, verse number 16. Now, this is out of the Amplified. The Amplified Bible, it, it takes the Scripture, and then it adds in uh, context, it adds in definition. Uh, it, it just expands on the Scripture. So I want you to listen closely. 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. By this, we come to know. To progressively recognize, to perceive, to understand the essential love that he laid down his own life for us. And we are to lay down our lives 
for those who are our brothers in him. But if anyone has this world's goods, resources for sustaining life, and sees his brother and fellow believer in need, yet closes his heart of compassion against him. How can the love of God live and remain in him? Little children, let us not merely love in theory or in speech, but in deed and in truth. In practice and in sincerity. Wow. Boil it all down, the scripture says, how can you say you love God and you hate your brother? For God is love. See, our motivation should always be of love. Not what we can get from someone. Not what they can do for us. Because love is selfless. Everybody say, love is selfless. There's a big difference in selfless than selfish. And people can tell motivation. New King James, Colossians chapter 3, verse 22. Bond servants... Obey in all things your master according to the flesh. Now, today we could say, we could, we could uh, say, uh, business person, employee. We all have a boss. We all pretty much work and have jobs and we're no longer slaves, thank God. But we, we have somebody we answer to. We have somebody that we're doing a job for. So it says, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Did you get that? So you build a cabinet for the Lord. Not for men. You build a house for the Lord. You take and build a house for the Lord. You shoot pictures for the Lord. You pour concrete for the Lord. You do plumbing for the Lord. You Whatever you do, you sell groceries, you do electrical. Whatever you do, you're in the medical field. You take care of you. You do it as unto the Lord. And you do it with all of your heart to the best of your ability. And it's the Lord who will bless you and reward you and prosper you. When you're looking to do you do something nice and you're looking for man to give you a reward, sometimes you're disappointed. Sometimes you don't even get a thank you. But if you'll do it as unto the Lord, the Lord will always reward because you see, he said, you don't even give a cup of cold water to somebody that I'm not watching and writing it down and giving you reward. It says, verse 24, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. So first of all, our motivation has got to be love, 
And number two, we need to do everything we do as unto the Lord, knowing that the Lord sees whether it's in secret or it's in open. It's easy to work hard when the boss is there. But let the boss leave and production decreases. Everybody slows down, talks, gets on their phone. Listen, it's not him that's rewarding you. It is the Lord. And I'm telling you, if you'll do everything to the best of your ability, I'm telling you, not only will the Lord see it, but your boss will see it, and you'll get raises and promotions and increase. Why? Because promotion comes from the Lord. And when you do things right out of the right heart, out of the right motivation, and it's based on love, the Lord will bless you for it. Because remember, God knows your motives. I had a friend, he, he, he used to, uh, he used this uh, as a excuse. You know, didn't come to church, didn't do this, do whatever. And he would always say, the Lord knows my heart. But I would have to remind him, he does know your heart. You're using that for an excuse, but don't forget, he really does know the very intent, the motive. He knows everything about it. You can't hide nothing from God. He knows your heart, and he loves you. We've got to serve. Everybody say serve. That is not a dirty word. That's not a bad word. Anytime we say, well, who wants to serve? Everybody's like, ooh. That sounds like work. That's why when we were, we were on a mission trip, we had took a group of teenagers down to the Indian Reservation uh, out in New Mexico. And uh, we'd been there all week. We had stayed at the church. We had done vacation Bible school. We had done everything. We got ready to leave. I lined them all up. I said, who knows how to drive? Oh, and the older kids, the, t the older teenagers, you know, over 16. Oh, I do, I do. I got my license. I want to do it. I want to do it. Okay, I'll pick you and you. Oh, yes. I said, I need y'all to go clean the outhouse. <laughs> they weren't so excited or happy about the chore. But, man, they were pure volunteering when they thought they could drive. It's amazing when somebody says, you know, who wants to serve? Well, first of all, we want to know, I, I need to know the description. I, I need to know what it is. How much does it pay? How long is it going to take? What's the reward? No, 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 no. Why, why don't we just have a heart to say, Lord, I'll do what you want me to do. Whatever's necessary. I love people that come to me and say, Pastor, whatever you need, I'm available. I'm here. As we begin to serve, it's, it's not difficult. When love is your motivation, when you truly love God and you love people, serving is not going to be a chore. You're going to be looking for ways to serve. You're going to be looking for needs. When you see a need, you're going to automatically fulfill it. Because when you're motivated by love, the Bible says, and he said right there earlier, when you have the resources to help and you shut your heart of compassion off, you can't say you love God. But when you truly love God, when you see a need and you have the ability to help, you will. 
And I see that all the time throughout our church and our people. And it blesses my heart to see you in so many ways serve and give. Whether it's manna house or it's youth or it's the church or it's the, the kids or whatever. To see you be willing to serve is such a blessing. It's definitely harder to serve when love's not involved. Because when love is not involved, it's just work. And that's a four-letter word. Nobody likes that one, do we? But when we do it out of love, it's not work. It just flows out of our heart. We need to follow God's example. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ has also loved us, given himself for us, and an, as an offering and a sacrifice to God As a sweet-smelling aroma. Ah. Could you say this week your actions have been a sweet-smelling aroma? Or does it smell rotten? Has your motivation, has your actions, has your service this week been a sweet aroma to the Father? Or have you mumbled and grumbled and complained and griped and... Come on. I want my service... To be a sweet-smelling savor to the Lord. Oh, you know what it's like to your wife be in the kitchen and cooking something. The other morning, uh, Miss Amy fixed some uh, uh, blueberry muffin, healthy ones. And uh, because we decree in 2023 we're going to be healthier. We're working on it. And so she made these muffins and uh, mixed them up and everything. And that none you Put them in there, whatever. Stuck them in the oven. Oh, but about 15 minutes later, all of a sudden, oh, that aroma began to fill the house. It smelled good. It smelled better than it tasted, but it, uh, <laughs> we added, we added a little honey on it and it made it better. You know, because everything healthy doesn't always taste the best, but we're trying to change our taste buds. Oh, but that sweet aroma. Is that how we are to God? And I tell you, I sure don't want to put off a scent, but then when people taste and see, they go, oh, wait a minute. You fooled me. You, you acted like you loved me, but then I realized you were just using me. You were just doing that to get something from me. And I'm telling you, we live in a world that when you begin to do something nice, the first thing they want to know is, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? How much is it? And when you say, nothing. Wait, what do you mean, nothing? Nothing. I I just did it because I wanted to. I just did it because I love you. That's going to blow their mind. Because this world don't operate like that. But the kingdom of God does operate by that and that's the kingdom I want to live in. Amen? So this words alone can't express love. It was not Jesus saying I love you, but it was when he stretched his arms out on that cross, took the stripes on his back, the crown of thorns on his head, and when he died for my sins that spoke louder than any words ever spoken. His action said I loved you. His action showed that what he was saying 
was true. And we've got to be the same way. We've got to lay down our life. He laid down his life for us. We laid down our life for our others. And I'm telling you, it's easy. The Bible says it's sometimes easy for, to lay your life down for a friend. Maybe someone you love. As parents, we would lay our life down for our children, for our grandchildren. But I'm telling you, for, a, for, a, for someone you don't love, for someone you don't know, for an enemy, you're like, no, no, no. But the Bible says, in that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We weren't his friends. We were his enemies. We were separated from God. We had nothing to offer. Yet he had everything to offer. And he gave it freely. As Christians, our, our life, your life, needs to be a constant demonstration of that love. Everything we do motivated by the Father and doing it as, as unto Him. And when we're doing it as unto Him, we're going to make sure that we're going to still do it right when nobody's watching. You see, the Titanic had a plan. It had a blueprint. And that blueprint had all of those chambers in the bottom go from the bottom of the ship up to the top. So if there was a hole in one chamber, it would fill with water, but it wouldn't sink the ship. That was the blueprint. That was the design. That was the plan. But the builders decided that that would be too expensive. It cost too much money. It was too much steel. And they only built those chambers part way up. So when that Titanic struck that iceberg... Had they built it according to plan, that one chamber would have been filled, but it would still reached its destination. But because of greed, because not following the master plan, after one chamber filled, it just flowed over to the next, into the next, into the next. And you know the story. You see, it's important, church, that we go by God's plan. And God's plan is that we love one another. If we don't, our life's going to be sunk. Because we hit rocks. We, we fall on hard times. And we need people. But if we use people and we don't love people, who's going to love us when we need love? Who's going to help us? That's why. But we don't do it for that reason. But when you do it out of love, it always returns to you. Because... You cannot outgive God. The more you give, the more you serve, the more you love, the more He blesses because it's a principle. The demonstration of love uh, is not just theory. It should show, it should shine, and it, it should uh, be what I preach on our weddings, 1 Corinthians. Is this the kind of love you have for your spouse, your children, your friends? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Love suffers long. I've been married 33 years. <laughs> I was just telling y'all how long I've been married. I wasn't saying nothing. 
Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love not does not parade itself around. It's not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. Is that the kind of love you have for one another? That's the kind of love we should. Listen to that same scripture in the Amplified. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious. It doesn't display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It's not rude, unmanly, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. It is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. Look at your neighbor and say, are, are you touchy? Don't be so touchy. Fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. Oh, you mean I need to put my journal down and stop making a record every time somebody says or does? That's why you need to stop posting that stuff on Facebook. Because you'll get over it and then a year later it'll pop up in your memory and you'll get mad all over again. Love does not keep an account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Everybody just say, wow, I need to do better. <laughs> Number three, and last. When we demonstrate love, we, should, we show people the God in us, that God is See, number one, what we need to, to experience the true love of God. Once you've experienced that love and that forgiveness and that mercy, how in the world can you not want to show somebody else? But we need to be, as Christians, we need to make sure that when we, we demonstrate love, because by this, they'll know you're my disciples, that you have love one for another. We demonstrate God. People may never read the Bible, they may never come to church, but they'll look at you and they'll go, I want what's in them. They're different. They act different, talk different. They have troubles like everybody else. They go through problems like everybody else. But they do it with a different attitude. I want to know more. You see, every, every law in the Bible, you know, there's a lot of laws in there. But did you know every law was based on love? Everything in there. None of it was to hurt you. Every law is to help you. To protect you. Without it, the Bible says, without it, it's impossible to please God. Our motives need to line up with God's motives. What's His motive? Love. All the laws and the promises of God are hinged on love. Love is not, it's not more than action. It's a lifestyle. We just learn to walk in love. Live in love. Speak in love. Do you always speak in love? Is your tone love? 
You know, it's, it's not just what you say, it's how you say it. I mean, you, you, know, you, you tell your wife, you, you tell a woman, when I look at you, time stands still. That, that, that's love. But if you say, you have a face that would stop a clock. See, that's just different. Somehow, I'm not sure, it, the same thing, but oh, it's, it can be taken very differently. Our motivation, not only what we say, but how we say it, makes a big difference. Love is in action. Love is uh, a doing. It's a being a doer of the word, not just a hearer. Because we hear it, but when you leave today, are you going to do it? Serving in love, I'm telling you, it brings so many blessings. Dying to ourselves, our self-centeredness is an act of love and obedience. It's hard to die to yourself. It's hard to show peripheral, peripheral attention. Preferring, the Bible says preferring one another. Pref, preferential. Thank you. Y'all got it? Pre- preferential. There you go. And listen, as Christians, we've got we, we to make a conscious decision daily to walk in love. Because I'm telling you, people try your patience. And you've got to decide. How am I going to react? Am I going to react out of the flesh? Am I going to react angry? Am I going to, or am I going to walk in love? I choose to walk in love because it, it makes a bigger difference. So you know what? When you're out this week, you're among the, you're on your job, you're at school, you're a, among the world and people that may not know Christ. I encourage you walk in love. Let them see Jesus. Be a walking Bible. You don't have to quote the whole thing. You don't have to know the whole thing. You say, well, I don't know all about that, Pastor. Just love people. Just serve them. Just treat them the way you want to be treated. All you need to know, two two things. Can I give you two more things? Two things. Know this. John 13, 34, and 35. A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. John 14, 15, if you love me, you will obey what I command. Man, Lord, I want to obey you. I want to serve you. I want to love you. I want to do better. It all starts with love. I want to understand your love. Today, I want you to know how much Jesus loves you. He died for you. If you've sinned, if you're a sinner, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior today, He will forgive you. He'll come into your life, be your friend, your Savior, your Lord. Your eternity, your destiny can change from hell to heaven. That's how much He loves you. What it, what, what, you say, what, what, kind of, what is this love? How, how do I love God? You trust Him. You obey Him. You serve Him. You worship Him. You give Him thanks. How do you love each other? You forgive one another. You serve one another. You encourage one another. You promote one another. How do you say? People, people have all these things. Oh, I want to know what the, the 
depths of the, the great secrets of the Bible. I, I want to know what the Spirit is saying. I, I want to understand the ages and I want to know. Until you know all that, just love people. Until you figure it out, well, I want to know the purpose for my life. Well, until you figure that all out, just love. You can't go wrong loving. Maybe you don't have anything else figured out, but just love. Serve. Forgive. Encourage. Promote. Well, I want to go to the world. I want to go here. I want... You know what? Why don't we just start by loving the person in front of us? You know who that is? That would be me. Here I <laughs> And you know who that is for me? You. Come on. Let's just start by loving the person in front of us. Amen? Father, today I'm just... The band will y'all come on. Lord, thank you. Lord, we got have some of the best people in the Lord's house. And they're easy to love. Because they're lovable. But Lord, there's a lot of people in this world that are not lovable. Sometimes we got unlovable people in our family. Sometimes we are that unlovable person. But oh Lord, we need your love so much. Father, today I just, this month as we dive into love, as we look at all the different types of love and we... Look at what it means to love our family and our friends and our spouse and our kids. And Lord, we just know, I don't have to know it all or figure it all out. I just have to love people as you loved me. You love me so much that you gave, so let me give. You love me so much that you forgave, so let me forgive. You love me so much that you serve. Let me serve. Let me see a need and have compassion and meet that need. I pray today that you would wrap your arms of love around that heart that is broken. That you would mend that broken relationship. That you would bring friendships and relationships and love into people's lives. But I pray today that we're going to leave this place and we're going to determine in our heart, I love God, so I'm going to obey His command. And He commanded for me to love others as He loved me. So I'm going to do my best I'm going to love my family, my spouse, my kids, my friends, and I'm even going to love that co-worker that's just difficult. I'm going to love that neighbor. I'm going to love that enemy. And that one that I've held all against and unforgiveness and bitterness. Lord, I ask today that you begin to soften my heart and bring me to the place that I can love them that I can forgive them the way you forgave me. I love you, Lord. 
Help me to show that in my love for others. Let's just worship for a moment. If you're in this building or you're watching online, and you've never experienced the love of Jesus, that grace, that mercy, I'm going to pray with you in just a moment. But let's just worship for a second. Just let the love of God overwhelm you today.